Okay, a couple things before we pray and get into real stuff. So, it's the SPO Veterans League, which means I worked my way up from the bottom league to the top league last year. I told myself if I get knocked out of the top league, because the bottom four get knocked out, uh, I'm going to leave so that way I'm not just like hanging on to what was SPO. For me, it was fantasy football, but uh, I'm winning despite everyone's bold predictions of me having a terrible team. So I'm just saying this because Tim's in the league, and I'm really – Tim has a pretty good team if you check his lineup, but that's okay. Okay, uh, let's pray. Um, in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus, we praise you, we worship you. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this night. Uh, thank you for bringing us together as a community. Uh, thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for what you've done in my life, what you've done in everyone's lives here. We ask that you may just bless our times, bless the words I say, bless the words uh, that we all hear tonight. Amen. Father, Son, Amen. Okay, great. Um, so, a little bit more about me. Tim did a good rundown. Uh, but I want to, like, if you've never met me, like I said, my, or like Tim said, my name's Samuel Subler. You should all recognize my face uh, because... Daniel sent me a picture the other day. I'm in the Griff. There's a picture of me in the Griff. So you probably walk by me every day. Maybe you didn't know that. Uh, but it is exciting. So you probably recognize me from that picture. It was in the gym. So probably like one of the five times I was in the gym, they got a picture of me. Um, so that was fun. Uh, so you probably recognize me. But then a little bit more. So after I just served, finished serving two years with SPO in May, I served up at the University of Minnesota. Woo! Yes. Go Gophers. But more importantly, go Panthers. And so, um, and now I teach middle school religion uh, at Holy Angels Catholic School. Yeah, there we go. Uh, um, and then I do youth ministry part time at the parish, Holy Angels Parish, as well. So we're at Grace now and uh, went to uh, to Mass and church. Um, and so I teach. So to start off, I'm gonna describe you guys. I have a question box for my fifth through eighth graders. So I have this little box. The fifth grader made it. Uh, and they can put any question about, like, the faith and stuff, hopefully. Uh, so I'm going to read some of you guys some of my favorite questions that I got. Um, so the first one. If you have superpowers and you do really bad things and you repent, can you still go to heaven? <laughs> and so it's, it's just like, in the same way, if you don't have superpowers and you do really bad things and you repent, you can go to heaven, right? Okay, so that was one question. Same kid here. Um, if Jesus didn't know that someone was trying to kill him, and he dies before he gives the keys to heaven, of heaven to Peter. <laughs> Who gets the keys? <laughs> Good question. I don't work in hypotheticals. That's why I tell them that's a big hypothetical. So I don't have to worry about it. Um, how come saints never smile in their pictures, right? Uh, that's why we have Blessed Peter, Giorgio Fusati. He's got a big smile. But uh, all the other ones, I'm like, they're drawings, right? So uh, we can't really trust those too much. <laughs> and then why was St. Joseph quiet, right? I'm sure he was just quiet, or we have nothing about him in the Bible. One of the two. Um, so that was a good one. And then, what college did you go to? Ohio Dominican. Yes. So I got to represent there. And then here's my favorite one, okay? This is the best. Well, not, it's not my favorite one. But it's the one that gets asked the most frequently. It gets in the question box. They ask that class. But this is the last one I want to share. It says, do you have a girlfriend? That's bold. That's bold. But... It's important, right, that these sixth graders ask this question. They're like, and they care about it so much. That's the most, not the most important thing they ask, but that's the question they ask the most. Never has anyone followed up with me about the superpowers question. I never addressed it in class, uh, but no one's like, hey, that was my question. Are you going to answer it? Because uh, it's not that important of a question, right? But they always ask, do you have a girlfriend? And I'm like, like, 
tell them, like, oh, do you have a girlfriend or not? I let my life be a mystery, right? Uh, but what's important about this is we see that these sixth graders know there's something important about the way men and women relate. They, they wouldn't care that much if it was, like, about superpowers. But they care about how we relate, how I relate with women, how they should relate. So we see, like, in the depths of a sixth grader, this is something that rings in their soul, in their mind, right? This is the importance of this relationship. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. But first, like, so we're here, right? We made a commitment to formation. Hopefully to give all of our life for the rest of our life. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but uh, hopefully you're making a commitment to Jesus for all of, all of, your, for all of your life for the rest of your life. Um, and so a big part of that includes then our relationships as men and women. Like, all of our life isn't just parts of it, right? everything. So it's important. Um, but, yeah, so all of our life, the rest of our life, that includes our relationships as men and women. Um, so I guess the first question I want to ask, I'm not going to ask a lot of questions, but I think it might be the only question. Uh, men and women, are they the same or are they different? Okay, let's see some hands. Same or different? In, are, are men and women the same or are they different? No, I don't hear your answers. They're different. Why do you say different, Maggie? Well, our bodies are different. Yes. Our brains are different. Yes. And our hormones are different. You're different. So, they're different. Yes. I knew it would go there. I knew it would go there. Okay, anyone say we're the same? Oh, Anna says we're the same. We're both humans. Yeah, yeah, I I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not a huge anatomy guy. But let's focus. Uh, oh, Craig, you got something? We were both We were both made in the image and likeness of God, right? So, same or different, let's talk about it. Um, there's a fundamental dignity between men and women before God that we all share. Um, so, let's see. In the Catechism, it says men and women have been created, which is to say willed by God, on one hand, in perfect equality as human persons. So we all hold a dignity as a human person. So we're the same in that respect, right? Um, God created man and woman together and willed each for each other. Man discovers woman as another I sharing the same humanity. So it's not like a she or a her or a thing. It's an eyes now, from eye to eyes. Uh, so we see that we share this human dignity. So in these ways, we're the same, right? We all have the same dignity before God as his creation, as, uh, even as male and female. So we're the same, right? Not exactly, right? Because on one hand, so to finish the catechism quote, 369, uh, so it says, man and woman have been created, which is to say willed by God, on one hand in perfect equality as human persons, on the other in their respective beings as man and woman. Being man or being woman is a reality which is good and willed by God. Man and woman possess an inalienable dignity which come to them immediately from God, their creator, uh, and they both have the same dignity in the image of God. But in their being man and being woman, they reflect creator's wisdom and goodness. So we see, we believe we have the same dignity, but there's 
fundamental differences, right? Whether it's our bodies, our brains, uh, guys are from Mars, men are from Mars. Uh, that's a famous book or something. Um, and so we see there, there are differences, right? Um, there are fundamental differences. But it's important to look at these differences and have them in the right light. Um, so catechism, I love the catechism. Also, it's splattered on the outline. <laughs> it's great, though. Um, so um, it says men and women, they're complementary as masculine and feminine, right? So they're complementary. They're created in the wisdom of God, right? Um, and so they each express the dignity of a person, but in different ways, in different ways. So we see that even the church teaches we're different, but we have the same dignity. And so how, how are we different? Why is this important? So our sexuality is intrinsic to who we are. So it's not like an accident that uh, you're a man or that you're a female, um, but it affects all of our human person, right? affects all of our human person, whether we're male or female. So that's important in terms of our unity of body and soul because we're corporal and spiritual creatures. We have body and soul, and it affects the entirety of our being, not just one part, not just our body or not just our soul. Um, so it's important then, how, do, how does this affect our relationships together? Um, and so we know... Because Maggie said it, she's like, our brains are different, uh, our hormones, or chemicals are different, right? Our bodies are different, that there's different ways we share bonds with one another. Between men and men, they have to share a different bond. Between women and women, share a different bond. Men and women share different bonds than what it looks like between a man and a man and a woman and a woman, right? As friendships go. Um, so it's important that we look at tonight our relationships as men and women and how we carry that out. Um, so like Tim said in the text message, I was kind of thinking about reading that, that text message today because it was really funny. Because uh, then I just had a lot of questions, and he, like, it was a couple weeks after he first said something about it. Um, but I, uh, what was I even going to say about the thread? I don't know. Oh, he, oh, he said it was, an, I, I was, like, kind of an honor to be here. It really is, not only because it's fun to uh, speak in front of Ohio Dominican students and being alumni there, but it's really an honor because, I don't know, this is something important. This is really important, the way we relate as men and women, and uh, I don't know. Anna's here. I'm sure she could come up here and talk about it. So anytime you want to cut me off, you can. <laughs> but uh, it's important, and it's very kind of much an honor that I would, I would be up here to share on it, because I know the Lord knows, and, and I know that there's ways that I'd fail. Uh, and I'm not here to call out failure, but I'm here to call us up, to write us up. Um, and this was great for me to even go through this, just like, how can I continue to build these important relationships? Because all of my life, for the rest of my life, my relationship, the way I relate with men, the way I relate with women should dignify, or should show Christ's love, right? So, the primary, if you're going to write something down, which, yeah, Sarah's right, she told me they're note takers, I'm like, wow, I don't even know what is important that I said so far, <laughs> but there's good. Um, so, our relationship as men and women, the primary relationship we should be striving for are as brothers and sisters in Christ. The primary relationship we should be striving for is as brothers and sisters in Christ. So that means it should encompass those of anything in the body of Christ. When we're looking at our relationships as the body of Christ, what are we looking at? We're looking at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 19, 12 through 17. But we see St. Paul outline here the importance of honor, respect, loyalty, service, kindness, humility, patience, forgiveness. These are what our relationships should entail between men and women, between men and men, women and women, right? Because our primary relationships are as brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Um, which means, how do we build up these traits in our relationships? It means we have a love that is a love of service, right? Uh, someone saying a God they love, something that's not self-seeking. It's a disinterested love. It's only about serving the others. And this is a radical difference from what we see love and care in our culture today. So that's how we can build up these qualities in our relationships, is through service, through that kind of love. Um, and so because of that, our aim is to build up one another up in Christ, right? We want to build each other up in Christ. Uh, because if you're following the Lord with all your life as a disciple, then your, your goal, right, is to go to heaven and bring as many people with you. Uh, and so everything in our relationships as men and women should be in a way that we're bringing each other toward the kingdom. Um, and then, oh, and then a quick note, too, is we're brothers and sisters in Christ. That might look a little different than, like, a biological brother and a biological sister. Um, let's see. I would punch my sister. I would punch her. No doubt in my mind. I'm not going to go around and punch any other women here, any of the sisters here tonight. I'm not going to do that, right? Um, my sister might, like, tell me a bunch of, like, important things in her life. Uh, or sometimes I'm like, don't tell me that. But uh, she should tell me that, right? Because she's, we have this bond. So it does look a little different. But as brothers and sisters in Christ, the big thing about our relationships is they're focused on service, honor, respect, loyalty, those things that I listed, the fruits of the Spirit, right? Uh, so it does look a little different, because uh, I don't know if you guys have similar experiences with your siblings, but I'm just like, I, w- I would hit my sister. I totally would. Um, not hit, or like give a little punch in the, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> cut that part. <laughs> um, so that's how we want our relationships to look, right? As brothers and sisters striving toward Christ. Um, and so we need to make sure we're respecting kind of our differences as men and women in that. Uh, a lot of big things with that would just be in the ways we look at modesty in our life, intimacy in our life, uh, because these look a lot different, right? The way a man might feel intimate, uh, the way I know people are close with me, like my brother and I are close. Usually whenever I go see him, we just like start wrestling or we hit each other because that's what men do, right? Uh, there's like a physicalness to the intimacy there. Uh, women, it might be more of like sharing your life deeper parts of your life. And for me, whenever I talk about with that with my brother, it kind of just goes both over our heads. It's like, oh, that's what we do. We talk about that. Uh, and I don't realize I'd be building a bond there, right? So we have to respect how things look different in our intimacy uh, and our modesty, right? So like women covering up to help our brothers. Uh, men, we want to make sure we lead uh, women to Christ, not our biceps, right? Um, <laughs> let me pull out, uh, this is my, my new favorite Bible verse. Um, St. Paul. St. Paul talks about this. Now, uh, in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verse 7, he says, But whatever gains I had, <laughs> these have I, come, or I have come to consider a loss because of Christ. So, let's remember that, brothers. Your gains, they're not important. So, um, I'm fairly certain that's what St. Paul meant, right? <laughs> fairly certain. <laughs> um, and hence why I was at the gym, and that's why my picture's at the Griff, right? Um, but so in terms of supporting our differences in two and being aware of those, respecting those, it's important then that we have uh, men's environments, women's environments. Those are so important. Um, because that's where, uh, that's where I learned to become a man, through spending time with other men. Uh, 
And from the women I've talked to, they've learned more about becoming a woman from other women versus anything I could ever do to teach them about being a woman, right? Uh, so it's very important that we have brotherly environments, sisterly environments. Um, and so I'll just give a little insight, like, for my life. Like, I'm very competitive. I was just trash-talking for the first, like, minute about <laughs> fantasy football. Really the most least competitive thing there could ever be, right? Um, but if you ask Tim or some other guys here, I love Ultimate Frisbee. Um, I love it. And I think the reason I love it the most is because it's the environment that it built for me when I was in college. Uh, There's a bunch of guys going hard playing Frisbee. I was like, whoa, I want to learn how to try hard. I want to give my best. I want to lay down my life. I want to sacrifice everything, right? Uh, and Frisbee is a physical way to do that. You can dive around, uh, break bones, or do whatever, right? Uh, it's real. You can break a bone. Um, but so I was introduced to this environment my freshman year of college, and that's really where I like not only bought into this community, but I saw them building up virtues. I saw like a righteous anger, like of like, I want to do well, and we're going to do well, we're going to do our best. But I saw that it, what, they weren't getting carried away. They weren't like, this isn't the end of the, the world if we lose, right? Um, and I don't think I would have, I, I, I played Frisbee with women, and it's been great. But I, in the same, like, I don't, I don't get as like into it as I usually would. Because I don't want to like offset anyone, I don't want to make anyone mad. I'm always worried about this. I'm always worried about how I'd portray myself. Uh, so in a men's environment, I learned about righteous anger. I learned about putting forth everything you have. Uh, and I just didn't learn that from other experiences in my life without men around me. Another good example is my dad. I grew up on a farm. Uh, he taught me so much. Whenever he said, Sam, like, uh, I think I was probably like 10. He's like, let's go outside and do the work. I was like, I'm a man now. He, he's showing me everything I need to do uh, to like support our family. Uh, to lay down my life, to make sacrifices. Like, what do you mean I can't play Xbox anymore? I have to do hog chores. Uh, that one was a, a pretty easy lesson to learn. But, so it's important that we have men's communities, women's communities, or not men's communities, women's communities, but men's environments, women's environments. Um, and also speaking to, I, I tried to take some notes, uh, tried to get info from, from like, I called some of my coworkers that I worked with uh, in SPO before. Some of the women are like, okay, uh, what's important that like I should say that I might not think about because I don't think about these things. And one of them, uh, they said, uh, woman, it's important to know that men probably need more time as men than women might need as women. Uh, and then it was funny because when she said that, I realized, I was like, man, I totally like see that now, hindsight. Hindsight's 2020, right? Because whenever I worked at the University of Minnesota, like, we'd have, like, men's nights, or even it'd be like, we're having a men's Lord's Day, or we're doing this man thing, and the woman would be like, well, we're going to do this, and we're like, we're going to do this man thing, and then we could see, like, a little tension built up, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't, like, a lot, but it was because, like, we, we needed that time to grow as men, um, and, and she was like, yeah, and they didn't realize, like, how important that was, or, like, maybe she was like, I don't know if women need as much time that men do, um, so that's just something to note, uh, that those environments are important. Uh, that is a good way to respect our differences, that we can grow in our manhood, in our womanhood. Um, and then another way that we can start to like recognize our different differences but respect them is, is learning to relate in confidence and love. Um, and the big thing is with this is making sure, like I said, service, laying down our lives, right? Um, it's important that whenever we have this time to learn how to be men, learn how to be women, relate as men, relate as women, and then also ultimately relating to God, right? That's our most important relationship. Uh, when we have these relationships in line, we're going to be able to learn how to relate in confidence and love. 
I'm not talking like a, I'm trying to be smooth, like, I'm going to go talk to her, confidence. Uh, but like, a, I know I love, uh, like, my sister in Christ. And I know I'm doing that because of the ways I relate to God, to the other important people in my life. Um, so it's important learning how to do this. Uh, a big thing is being single-hearted for the Lord. Um, being single-hearted for the Lord because... Um, when we're single-hearted for the Lord, like all our other relationships will flow from that. All our, all our other relationships will flow from being single-hearted with the Lord. Um, and so, now there's a little section. Our recommendation for this season of formation. And this is always my favorite part of this talk in uh, college because I didn't always, I was kind of like, would push it aside. Like, oh, that's the recommendation. Or uh, that person works for SPO and... They have to say that, right? Uh, but it was really funny because I was looking back at this. I was like, man, I wish I would have listened or took better notes uh, whenever people were talking about the recommendations in terms of relationships, right? Um, so one thing recommended, and so like, these aren't rules, right? But uh, just kind of like a delay of dating, right? Delay of dating. Uh, some people would say a single for a season time. Um, and I'll give a testament to this just because I know for me... Um, I had a girlfriend from my freshman year to my junior year. Um, and, I, you know, I was trying to strive after Christ, um, but I had so much focus, and my heart was given to her, that I didn't have my heart given to the Lord. And kind of I saw all these other relationships in my life, including that one, just kind of like fall apart. They were really rough and rocky. I mean, I... My brother was my best friend. It took a while for me to regain that relationship because I didn't have a heart for him anymore. Uh, my family, I was kind of annoyed with my family at the time. Um, everything revolved, my heart was for her, right? It wasn't for the Lord. But so when we have a single heartiness for the Lord, whenever we have a time to be single for the Lord, uh, we're able to judge, like, are we ready to give our lives to other people? Are we ready uh, to serve in such a way, no matter what the Lord calls us to, uh, that I know what people are getting is of Jesus, not of me. Are they getting what is of Jesus, not of me? Um, and so there's a couple advantages, right, of, of like delaying dating. So the first one, um, you're able to establish yourself as, as a, an adult. You're able to learn traits. You're able to become a Christian adult, right? So you're able to learn what it means to pray, your relationship in order with God. But then also you learn what it means like to do your dishes, to, to create good habits, working out, uh, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our minds. Because uh, I hate to break it to you, um, the way you live now is going to be the way you live later. The way you live now is going to be the way you live later. It's not like you get a ring on your hand and all of a sudden you do the dishes, right? That's not necessarily how it works. Uh, it's all of a sudden like, now I'm going to go work out. I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a couple who could, uh, people who could talk about this too. But uh, it, it's the way you live now, like, isn't the way you live later. I'd like to think, I'm like, man, I think... When I, if I get married, I'd love to be a reader, you know, get a rocking chair, read. But if I'm not reading now, well, it makes me think I'm going to read later. Like, it's not, it's not real. So it gives us time to establish ourselves as adults uh, and really take steps in our lives to establish good habits, right? Uh, in the Christian way and the non-Christian way even. Um, <clears throat> And so, and the big reason is because whenever you're in a romantic relationship, it takes a lot of your energy, right? It takes a lot. Um, so it becomes a main focus. And I know even whenever I was in 
that relationship. I wasn't worried about anything else going on in my life. All those little things, they kind of got pushed out the door. Hence why I didn't read in college. Hence why I think I got a C minus in Ilkem. Probably that's right. Um, and so uh, they can become distractions. Um, and then, two, the honest truth that a lot of us, I know I need to learn or unlearn bad habits of relating with women. You know, I was, in, well, in high school, I was kind of just like, I'd hang out with my bros the whole time. And not even like, not in a bad way, not in a good way. But I didn't know how to relate to women. I was just like, oh. Hi. Um, but I had these bad, uh, I had to unlearn some bad habits. Like, actually, what's a good way to honor them, to love them? Probably uh, asking about who they are, right? Tell me about yourself versus like a, hi. Um, and then like just hanging out with everyone else or with all my guy friends, right? Um, when I went to college and I started dating someone, I had a bunch of bad habits that I, I picked up because of my lack of formation. Right? So it's a good opportunity for us to unlearn bad habits that we have with relating uh, as men and women and pick up good habits. Um, and then it also uh, gives us a time to be missionary now. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit because um, I know that seems kind of like a cheesy reason. Like, a, oh, I can be a missionary now. Like, I mean, like, Anna's a missionary. She has, like, she's rocking and rolling over there, you know? Um, so it's not that you can't be a missionary in your vocation or dating, right? But you're at a time in your life, you're single, you're young, uh, where you can be all out for the Lord, single-hearted for the Lord, and you can also be them trying to, like we said about disciples, trying to get to heaven, bring as many people with you. You have the capacity to bring more people with you if your heart is solely for God. Um, and then I, I, there's one note I saw, it was great, because I'm just like, it's so true. Like, I know for me, the big fear was like, like, why should I worry about that now? Like kind of scary. Don't you need a ring before spring or all these things? I don't know. Um, like, is God going to say, like, ha, got you. You thought I would get you, but you, you missed your shot. Because I'm in college. You're around a lot of people your age. Uh, you see them every day. You can get, get like, know people. Uh, whenever, now that I teach, I don't meet as many people. <laughs> like, that's the reality. But, like, God's not going to be like, ha, got you. Like, your vocation doesn't exist anymore because you missed your shot. Like, no, we have this opportunity to give up our lives fully uh, to bring people to heaven. And that's an amazing opportunity. Uh, then it also helps you avoid problems. Like, honestly, it helps you avoid heartbreak. Man, uh, after a relationship for two and a half years, my heart was like broken. It took a long time uh, for me to be like, okay, so God does love me. Uh, it took a long time. So if you delay dating in general, you're not going to have that heartbreak. You avoid hurting someone else. Uh, and I think that's maybe the part that hurts the most for me is that I know I probably hurt the person I was dating uh, in some way. So it allows us to honor and respect ourselves, honor and respect other people as well, if we take a time to be single. Um, and then let's just clear the air. It keeps you out of like temptation of sexual sin, especially, yeah. It just like allows us to live in the state of more grace, uh, or at least we're not putting ourselves in a situation where it's compromising, right? Um, and yeah, and so about being single for a season, it was really important for me, like, one, uh, after my junior year, I was just like, one, I was heartbroken, so like, I don't think I can date anyone. Um, but then two, I, into my year of mission, like, because I see the first year, I was like, okay, giving my heart to the Lord, where I was like, I don't, I'm not going to date anyone. Giving my heart to the Lord. Uh, and then it allowed me even more freedom to relate like with, with 
with women in terms of like a friendship. How do I build this friendship? Uh, it's whenever I know and made a commitment in my heart that I won't have any, um, like be pursuing anyone in that way. It's, I can learn how to love them as a person versus as something for me, right? Because I was very self-seeking at that point. Uh, so that first year, it was a great time for me to be formed in the Lord. And then the second year, I mean, I had to make that commitment, but it was a great way for me to learn how to be on mission uh, and really be on mission well, to learn good habits, like I was talking about earlier. Uh, because now, like, my life, I want to live a life of mission, right? It looks a lot different now. My mission right now is in fifth through eighth grade. That doesn't look different than what I did before. I don't know what does. Um, but I know that I need to give my heart to the Lord first before these kids can learn anything, you know, before they can learn anything about God. Um, and so uh, just want to encourage you then, yeah, talk about this with your formation leaders um, uh, in terms of just like whether you're single for a season or whether you are in a relationship, um, talk about it. It might be seem uncomfortable. I know for me, I kind of like avoided the subject, but the reason was because I knew I wasn't living to the best of my ability uh, in my relationship with God and my relationship with the girl I was seeing. Um, so be open to talking about this with your formation leader. Um, and then so it's kind of just like a couple practicals then uh, I'm gonna give in terms of like how can we make steps toward building strong relationships um, as men and women. So the biggest thing is, like, striving after friendship. Uh, this isn't as, like, like in terms of formation. I know whenever I was in formation uh, at Ohio State, whenever I was in formation at the University of Minnesota, one of the biggest things is being open to meeting someone new. In terms of, like, actually, I never met them before. It would be really honoring to them and to me to get to know them a little bit. Like, granted, ODU is a little shrunk more, so I imagine you guys all have a good idea of who everyone is, right? Um, but... So in terms of, like, whether meeting someone new, but always making sure you're kind of spreading your love, right? That's what I'd say. Uh, you're not talking to the same people every time. Uh, making sure you're open to engaging everyone in a relationship. Uh, because then not only will that help your heart, but then you can let other people know, like, wow. Uh, like, set an example of building a strong community. Community built on relationships with each other and relationships with Christ. Um, also, uh, kind of when it comes to loving and serving, like honor one another with actions, honor, another, honor one another with our actions, right? Um, because I know for me, if someone were, <laughs> if a girl were to pull me aside, if a sister were to pull me aside and say, hey, I just want to honor you for this, I'd be like, well, hey, must have solved something, or I don't know. Uh, I would definitely be like, take note that they pulled me aside to say something. But if we honor one another, uh, well, in public settings, or and with our actions, we, we speak of more of a self, selfless love, right? A love that's disinterested. Uh, when we love one another and honor one another with our actions. Um, and then also, we don't want to overly, or like, have too intimate conversations. Uh, we want to hold our most intimate conversations, men among men, women among women. And also just having the boldness to say that, uh, saying, hey, um, you might want to talk with someone in your formation group of your good friends about this um and then oh this is what i was gonna put i forgot to say this um so you said dating fast and then this is the part too that might be hard to hear um and like i said the reason i'm saying this stuff isn't because like they gave me an outline this is what i have to say the reason i'm saying this is because from my own experience these are things that i know i wish i would listen more to 
So uh, one would be being single for a season, giving your heart to the Lord, first and foremost. Um, quick note on that too. I had a friend once, I think it was after I finished that relationship, I was like, I just can't wait. Like, I'm going to be able to say like, Lord, my heart is yours now. Yours alone. And then uh, my good friend Isaac, Isaac Keeby, he was like, no matter what your vocation is, no matter what your state life is, you should be saying that. That should be your prayer no matter what. Um, and that wasn't my prayer, right? So being single for a season to give our hearts to the Lord. But then also if you're in a relationship, especially, like, maybe not if you're engaged. Uh, but uh, if you're in, like, a new relationship or something, being uh, being free to let that go. It's hard to hear. It's hard to say. But being free to let that go. Um, and like I said, I'm saying this because I wish I would learn a lot or listen to someone who said that. I'm sure someone said it. But I remember pushing it aside. Um, but I knew that would have saved be a lot of hurt, her a lot of hurt, and I would have been able to be formed a lot more in Christ. Um, and so, not necessarily like an encouragement, but just like, be open to that. That's what the Lord calls you, is to a deeper relationship with Him. Um, and so last practical, this, I've been all over, I apologize. Uh, this one's like a new recent development in life, right? Uh, you guys like playgrounds? Okay. Uh, you know the worst part of the playground? The slide. Don't slide into the DMs. We're not sliding into DMs. Uh, do not, we don't want to, we want to be careful when we do that, because we, uh, it, it can put a doubtfulness in people's mind, or not a doubting, but just like, hmm, that's interesting. Kind of like I said, if, if somebody were to pull me aside and be like, hey, great job, I'd be like, hmm, they told me a good job. Like, if, if you're uh, sliding in the DMs, like, if we're friends and we have friendship, like, that's good, but if it becomes something, like, regular, it can make us start to question, like, I wonder why they keep texting me, or why they keep responding to my Instagram stories for things. Uh, so we want to be careful in terms of the way we relate over our uh, social media as well. And it's funny too, because that's, with this, the fifth graders, I've, it blows my mind how much drama happens outside of the school building on a stupid phone. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, we want to be aware of that. But, um, so this isn't like a, a, a we hate dating talk. Uh, I hope it didn't come away. Like, we love dating, it's good. That's why we want to do it well, right? Um, but uh, it's important, first and foremost, in every moment of our life, our primary relationships with each other, as men and women will be, as brothers and sisters. Um, and so we'll grow closer to the kingdom, and, like, we're always working that way. In heaven, there's no husband and wife, right? We're still brothers and sisters in that way. So that's what we're working for, brothers and sisters in Christ on our way to heaven. Um, and... This is a perfect opportunity to start to build our relationships in that way. Uh, it's a, a vibrant, young community. If we set a tone here on how we relate as men and women, it can really change the campus, right? That's what I love about Ohio Dominican. I'd imagine maybe some of you guys here, you saw some group of people living in such a way that you're like, I'm gonna live that way. Because uh, their life's for other people, right? they're living a life that's not their own. Um, I know that's what happened at Ohio State for me. It's all these guys living more for themselves. Uh, they're living in these great relationships with one another, with God, uh, with, with women, and it changed my life. But at Ohio Dominican, guys, everyone sees you guys. Like, I knew so many people on campus, not because I know everyone, but because it's a small place. You guys know that. You see the same people every day. Your classes are like 20 people. Uh, maybe you don't see everyone. There's like a lot of computers that can kind of slide in, but you see a lot of people. 
you see the same people. And if we really establish these friendships as brothers and sisters in Christ, that can change the campus. People will be like, whoa, how is it that they're living in such a way with such joy and peace and who they are and their relationships? It's because of Jesus, right? So uh, it's just an amazing opportunity you guys are, are sitting on. Uh, now I sound like I'm selling a pyramid scheme or something. You're on the college campus. Uh, sell verve. Um, but uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Uh, and so I really just want to encourage you guys to, to dive into these relationships well. I get to know one another as brothers and sisters in Christ and, and build one another up, right, in our actions um, and the way we're living. So uh, I think that's it for me. So thanks for holding on. Uh, I go for